0: Well, good evening. Welcome to Victory Church. Can we stand to our feet as we worship tonight? We're glad you're here. The people shout, He reigns in a righteousness. Let the heavens be glad, let the earth rejoice. Come on, we'll get your hands together tonight. The Lord reigns, let the people clap their hands. Angels shout, The redeemed have come to dance, to celebrate, to celebrate. He This room tonight, God, we love you. God, we declare we're here to lift up the name of Jesus. Be exalted in our worship tonight. And we recognize you're everything that we need. You're a firm foundation. You're a strong tower. You're our cornerstone. So, God, we sing your praises tonight. Come on, every voice, lift it up. I hope this bill. In Jesus' blood and righteousness I dare not trust the sweetest rain But wholly trust in Jesus' name That's it, come on, every voice Let's declare that together My hope is built My hope is built tonight. just begin to lift up your voice in this place. Come on, let's honor the name of Jesus. God, we lift you high. We thank you that you're our strength that rises in any of our weaknesses. God, through every storm, through every season of life that we do not understand, God, we lift up worship. We lift up praise. You are on the throne tonight full of grace, full of mercy. God, full of everything that we need. So we lift up our voice in this place. Come on, church, declare it. You are crying Stuck alone, you sing, come on. tonight. Let's sing it to him in this place. And how great is our God. And all will see how great, and how great, just one more time, is our God, oh, he loves to hear your voice, come on, one more time, declare it in this place, how great, how great is our God, sing with me, how great, is our God, and all will see. If you believe it, clap your hands and let Jesus know that he's worthy in this place tonight. We honor you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.
1: He's a great God. Isn't he powerful, supernatural in all of his activity? And it just is a reminder to us that no matter what we face, it's never going to be too big for God. Have you ever been in a situation that you felt was just so much bigger than you were? I was talking to a guy yesterday, and he's like, man... He said, and I just know him through a a membership at the gym, and he just said, you know what I found? I found that in a particular area in his life, he said, I knew that I just needed to take it out of my hands and put it in God's hand. I don't know a lot about his walk with God, but I said, you know what? That's a really, really wise thing to do. Anytime you face something that's bigger than you, you get it out of your hands, and you get it in the hands of God because God can do something about it. And I know that's true for every one of you tonight, no matter what you're up against, no matter what you're faced with or fearful of, no matter what kind of circumstance that you're walking through, God is able. And I want you to know that. And I want us to go to him in prayer tonight. But before we do, if you've got a special need, would you just sort of lift your hand, just sort of wave your hand and just say, I need God's help, I need his intervention. So let's call out to him. Father, we thank you. We thank you that you know what we have need of. Your word says you know it even before we ask it even before we're faced with a dilemma that we may come in contact with. God, you already knew we were moving in that direction, and you were able, and you're powerful, God, and you want to help every person in this place tonight. I pray that even in this prayer time, God, that you would remind them, number one, that they are loved by you. You created them. God, you formed them in their mother's womb. And you're never going to take your hand off of their life. You're watching over them to perfect your will in their life. And you know the circumstance. You know the challenge that they're facing right now, God. And we just ask you to help them and encourage them and to have faith enough to believe that our God is able. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Can we put our hands together just one more time and give him praise? Well, it's Wednesday night at Victory Church, and I'm so glad you're here. And before you're seated, you know what we're going to do, right? We're going to walk around, and we're going to say hi to a lot of people. Even if you're grumpy tonight, pretend that you're happy. Will you do it? It's so good to see you tonight, and to see you smiling, that's a really, really good thing. It's great to be a part of the Victory Church family, and uh, I'm glad to be with you tonight. I'm glad you're here. I know that you're going to receive a powerful message in just a few moments. And let me just say this, if you're brand new to our church, thank you for being here tonight, and we just want you to feel entirely welcomed here. We want you to feel wanted and loved, and if you would, just take a moment, it will only take you just a moment, a green and white communication card right there in front of you, If you would take that and fill it out, just print your information on there. Drop it in the offering basket in just a few moments. We appreciate you doing that. And everybody be certain to sign in on the registration forms. Uh, by the way, if you did not get a bulletin this past Sunday, I uh, encourage you, let me encourage you to just stop by the information table uh, right after the information center, after the service, and pick one up. There's so many things that are going on, so many ministries, so many opportunities, concerts coming up, ministry opportunities. Let me just hit a few really quick things. Uh, I want to remind everybody this coming Sunday afternoon, 4 o'clock, in room 116. Is our kids club fall volunteer kickoff, and this is a powerful ministry that our church has in the community. And so, maybe you want to come and check that out here, Uh, go through that time. Maybe it's a ministry that fits you, and you've been looking for the place where God wants you to serve. Well, you're never going to know if that's the place or not unless you give it a try and just come and give a hearing as to what that is about. And then this Saturday, this coming Saturday, over in the chapel at 4 o'clock, those of you that have been around the church for some time, you know that every year about this time we have the girls' honor star crowning. And so this is the class of 2018. These young ladies, when you think about it, they have been working toward this for three solid years, three years. They have memorized so much Scripture. They've been through so much of the Bible. They know so much about God's Word. And uh, it's a powerful time and a wonderful accomplishment in their lives. And we like to come out together and celebrate that. That will be a one-hour gathering, 4 to 5 o'clock over in the chapel. And then uh, those of you that are football fans, you've been waiting for a long, long time. You've been watching, uh, waiting really since January. We don't even want to talk about that final uh, football game here tonight. We certainly don't want to do that. But this is a new season. And so, Sunday night, September the 2nd, uh, we're going to have a college football kickoff party. We're going to be over in the Family Life Center. It's a great game, University of Miami against LSU. It's got to be great food, wings, walking tacos, giveaway, lots of fun, gather with friends. Tickets are available for that right after the service tonight. They're $10 out of the table, the table that has a couple of football helmets on it out there. And then small group leaders, as you well know, we're getting ready to kick off a new semester here really soon. And we believe that our small groups are going to be bigger and better than they ever have been before. And we just need leaders. You've heard me say this so many times. How many groups do you have? You have as many groups as you have leaders because you can't have a group without a leader. And a lot of times people think, well, I could never lead a small group. Who told you that? That's not accurate. You could lead a small group. If you're you're a follower of Jesus and and uh, you love the Lord, and you're just saying, hey, I'd like to open my home, and I can put a DVD in, the DVD player, I can do that. I can facilitate some questions. I can serve some refreshments. I'd like to meet some new people. Well, you'll be amazed, absolutely amazed, as to how God will use you. In fact, God never has the opportunity to, we, to be used until we step out and trust him. And then he says, hey, you're available. I think I'll use you. And so we have a couple of information meetings, training sessions coming up. Uh, Let me give you those dates. Uh, Wednesday night, September the 5th at 6.30, and then we'll have another one. You don't have to go to both, just one or the other. And then Sunday afternoon on September the 9th at 4.45, and you can sign up at the lobby table if you're interested. doesn't mean that you're automatically signing up to become a small group leader. If you're ready to do that, we encourage you to go ahead and sign up. But if you just want to come and hear about it, what does it mean to be a leader? What does that involve? We'd love for you to join us in one of those training sessions. And then one last thing, our Victory Storm football team begins their official season this coming Friday night. Uh, We're going to have our opening game at uh, Lake Gibson High School. And then the rest of our home games, of course, will be played at Southeastern University right there on Victory Field. So we want to come out and support them. Pray that God would protect them and watch over them. And give us a great, great year. I hope you're having a great week. I really do. I'm going to ask our ushers to go ahead and come forward. And thank you for honoring God. Thank you for making God the priority of your life. This is something that all of us fundamentally know. It is so easy to say things. It's another thing to do things, isn't it? So when you and I say God's the priority of our life, he's saying, all right, let's see. Am I really in our obedience and when we share our faith with others? when we serve and when we love and when we give. And so if God's blessed you with an income and you've not had a chance to tithe on that yet since God has blessed you with it, be sure you do that tonight. And thank you again for the way that you support the ministries of the church. So many things we're engaged in, not just here at home, although that's important, but all over the world. So every time you give toward missions, you're you're partnering with God in something that's happening around the world. And so I want to say thank you for that. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for all of your goodness, all of us know that we are so blessed. God, we know that we do not live in a perfect nation, but God, we live in a blessed nation. We live in a place of abundance. We have really everything that we need, maybe not everything that we want, but all of our needs, everything, food and clothing and shelter. You've been so good to us, God. And so, Lord, help us to just give out of gratitude and generosity. Thank you for a church family that believes in tithing and giving. And, God, I know that as you give, as they give, that you're going to bless them in return. You're going to meet their needs. And we thank you for the promise of that. Lord, we pray that you would anoint Pastor Tim tonight. We know that you've given him a message. Speak through him and anoint him for this moment here on this Wednesday night. We ask it in Jesus' name. Thank okay. you.
0: Out of praise tonight, hey! Thank you for worshiping. God bless you as you're seated.
2: And good evening. Welcome to our midweek service. How many of you are just uh, uh, thankful for Wednesday night worship and that all that they do, Pastor Randy and his team? Okay, that's half of you. I'm glad that half of you enjoy it. How about the rest of you to enjoy the worship on Wednesday night? It's good to be able to come into the house of the Lord and to exalt God. That's why we come on wednesday night that's why we're here on sunday uh, i got to tell you it's just a joy to be able to come and worship uh let me let me say this just remember uh remember my dad in prayer yeah, had another doctor's appointment today and uh uh, just needs our prayers, and they're uh, they're moving forward. It looks like a, a Monday will probably be a procedure. We're believing that uh, to where the 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 fluid that is in there that they put in there will come out on Monday, and that he'll just be uh, full steam ahead. But uh, can you guys? I, I believe he's watching right now, probably online. Can we show some love uh, for my for my dad as well as my mom and my mom? Okay, all right. Just give my mom all the strength in the world to be able to continue to be a world-class caregiver for my dad she needs a lot of encouragement as well Uh, just amazing amazing so man it's hard to believe Uh, 90 here it is 90 90 days uh, from tonight we will be sitting in here uh, having our um, kind of our Thanksgiving Eve a worship service. Can you believe that? I mean, 90 days from tonight. It seems like once Labor Day uh, gets here, which we're just less than two weeks away, uh, the, the rest of the year just flies by, doesn't it? Uh, as a matter of fact, I got a text from uh, from my wife this afternoon, and, and anytime the text begins with, I'm at Hobby Lobby, okay? <laughs> I'm at Hobby Lobby, and uh, you know that uh, she's she's there. She's probably, I'm just looking. How many of you know that it's more than just looking? Uh, she's going to be doing just more than just looking. And she said, Hey, I want to, I want to decorate, uh, kind of the, the staircase uh, this year and put the, uh, uh, just put the, uh, stockings there And uh, all I respond back is, oh, okay. You know, okay. Uh, absolutely. How many of you know that she doesn't need my permission at all. She's pretty much going to do whatever she wants to do. And so I just simply say, okay. Uh, but in my mind, I start thinking, well, if Thanksgiving is right around the corner, we know that Christmas uh, is quickly approaching as well. Uh, and I, I love, I love the holiday season, Thanksgiving as well as Christmas. Uh, and and now I'm at the point on the other side that I know in my younger years I always, res- I enjoyed receiving gifts. Anyone else with me? I mean, you just in your younger years you re- re- uh, uh, enjoyed receiving the gifts, but now you're on the other side that you just like to kind of watch the expression of others as they receive the gifts, right? I don't know about you, but that's where I'm at. And uh, I can tell you that uh, uh, when we talk about gifts, there are those moments throughout our lifetime that occasionally we receive uh, a gift that has that wow factor. Just that over-the-top gift. How many of you know what I'm talking about? You just get it, and your your jaw just to, kind of hits the floor, and you weren't expecting it. But it's just this wow moment that you have, and you're like, oh, my Lord, I had no idea. I was not expecting this at all. This is an incredible gift. I mean, the magnitude of it just kind of paralyzes you. And how many of you know that whenever you receive something, that there's always there's always the, the return, the card that goes back to simply say thank you. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And, and gifts, any kind of gift is always special, but then there are those moments that you get that incredible gift, and, and you're writing the card. Have you ever been there? I, I know that I have. I'm, I'm writing the card, and it just seems inadequate uh, with the gift that I've received. And, and I'm writing this, and I'm thinking, man, this just does not... I've even thought of maybe I should give a gift back because of the gift was so so wonderful, or, or I look and see the person in the hallway or the place of business, and I just immediately go to them and, and let them know that how shocked I was, and I try to express gratitude, but that even seems to fall a little a little short. I don't know if you can relate to that or not, uh, but I, I've been there. it just doesn't seem to measure up. I know that early on uh, in our marriage, as a matter of fact, the night uh, that Kelly and I uh, were married, uh, it was in the back corner of the FLC Family Life Center. Some of you are in the room tonight, and you were present at our wedding 26 years ago. And so we, we were there. And, uh, man, I was a young, just I was a boy. I really, I'm just going to call it like it is. I was a boy. I was getting married. I'm I'm becoming a young man. Uh, But I can tell you that as we kind of process through that night, we're a young couple. We're we're having a, uh, really, it's not just the most favorable start to uh, a marriage, but yet we're moving forward. And many of the people from the church just poured into that room uh, in what is kidtricity now, but it looked just like room 116. And so we're, we're, we're kind of wrapping up, finishing up, and we're making our way over uh, to Tampa. And we have reservations at the Steak and Ale. How many of you remember the Steak and Ale in Lakeland, but the one over in Tampa? Uh, and so we're making our way over there. And Kelly and I uh, have the basket of cards that we received. And we begin to open the cards and I'm just going to tell you now, we did not read who the card was. We were just seeing how much cash, how much money is in this card, how much was that check, and we begin to total, and we got to 500, we got to 1,000, and we started, it continued to climb, and continued to climb, and continued to climb to where it was one of those moments that we felt incredible love from a group of people when we didn't even deserve to be loved, and we're calculating, and I turned to Kelly, and I said, count it again. Is that right? Count it again. And we're going through that process. And I got to tell you that in that beginning, it didn't just end there. We have another couple that that steps to the plate that was a part of the church at that time and says, listen, we want to throw you guys a reception. And and here's what we want to do. We want to have it at our home. And, and not only do we want to have it at our home, but we want you to invite at least a hundred of your closest friends and relatives to be at this reception. And I'm talking about a white linen reception. There was I didn't even know there was such thing as a string quartet, but there was a string quartet. There was fine china that was laid out. I can only imagine the, the amount that was invested to make that reception so special for Kelly and I. And then came came the time to write those cards, to say how much we appreciate you. And I can remember as we're writing those cards that it just, it didn't seem like it was enough to be able to say, I'm I'm trying to put into words my gratitude to you for the way that you've expressed such great love to, to my wife and I. Some of you may be able to relate to that tonight when you talk about just these incredible gifts that you receive and, as a parent or a grandparent and to be able to hold that young child and, and you're just there and you're counting the, the fingers and, and all of the toes and you realize that God has given you this gift and you're just at a loss for words, um, and you're trying to express, God, I don't, I don't know how to really convey all of the gratitude that's within me, but I'm going to do, do my very best. Some of you, some of the husbands in the room tonight, you may be able to say, man, that gift to me in my life was the gift of a second chance. To know that I, I lost it in my marriage, but because of the love from a wife and the respect that was given and now the trust that has been restored and you're sitting there tonight with your arm around your wife and you're holding her hand and you're saying, once again, I'm not sure how to completely express my love, but I'm I'm thankful for what God is doing in my relationship. Some of you men in the room tonight, you can relate to that. And and the same could be said for some of you women to know that I've given my, my, my husband such a fit. And to know that he has really kind of looked beyond that. And tonight he has just bestowed incredible love upon me. So undeserving, but I I don't really know how to express that or say that tonight. But I know that I've been blessed by a loving husband who tells me how beautiful I am. And And that my life is better now because of my husband. And all of us in the room tonight, we can relate with with one other gift. That as a follower of Christ, to know that we've received the gift of eternal life because of blood that was shed on a cross. To where we say, what is the proper response? How do I I say thanks in a way that measures up? How can I show my appreciation for what was done on the cross for me in my life? I think that if we look closely at the scripture tonight in Hebrews chapter 10, I believe that God has something to say about that. And one thing that I want to communicate tonight in the title of the message is to never give up. That in the beginning of this chapter, some say that Paul was the author, some hold to that it's just unknown, but tonight we say that Hebrews chapter 10, where the author is writing and he's reminding the early church that there is a new way, a new way. I know that in the past there has been religion and that there has been sacrifice after sacrifice, sin offerings that have been given, priests that are going through the the dirty, gruesome act of of slaughtering this lamb, that it is no no longer needed for the life of a follower of Christ. And that is what is being illustrated in the beginning of of chapter 10. And he's reminding them that, hey, Jesus went to the cross, the, the ultimate altar. And that whenever he cries out and he says, man, it is finished. It was once and for all finished. And that he came out of the grave on the third day. And it was settled. How many of you know that it was settled whenever he was resurrected that we have everlasting life? But when you think about that gift that's been given to us, we say, how can I ever give up? And in in verse 23 of that chapter, the author is writing. And what does he say? He says, let us what? hold unswervingly. Right? It's on the screen. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess. And he's writing, say, hold on to this new way. I know you're being pushed to the left. You're being pushed to the right. The Jews are angry. The Romans are angry. But yet we have to hold unswervingly. Uh, Early on in high school, in, in my sophomore year, I I sat through a class and it was called driver's education. Anyone else can identify with that. You went through driver's education and I remember Coach Grimes at Bartow Senior High School is sitting over in the other seat and he says, okay, Blackburn, Uh, grab the steering wheel and make sure that your hands are where. Look at the steering wheel as if it's the face of a clock. Put your left hand at 10 o'clock and your right hand at 2 o'clock and you make sure that you keep your hands, Blackburn, there on the steering wheel so that you have complete control of the steering wheel at all times. Make sure that you have a firm grip. I passed the class, by the way. At 10 o'clock and 2 o'clock, hold on. A firm grip. There's a behavior in driving, and if you're riding a motorcycle that's called target fixation. I don't know if you're familiar with that, with that phrase or not, but target fixation says that a driver or a rider, they are so intently focused on a, a singular object that they will either drift to the left or drift to the right and actually run into that op- object. I, I know there have been moments I can I can imagine this. That I have not experienced that, but I've gone from really really point A to point B, and I don't even remember remember the the the, the travel. I, I don't know if you can experience that or you can relate to that tonight. But target fixation to say that you're you're holding and you become relaxed, and you begin to focus on something, and then you drift, and you have this odd uh, accident. And the author is saying, hey, listen, hold, hold firmly. Make sure that you're in the game, that you're, you're paying attention. Listen, this is a, a new way of life that you're experiencing. And if you're not careful You could possibly lose your way and you could drift either to the right or to the left and find your way embracing an old lifestyle. I I think that can be... Uh, relevant for us tonight to when we say, okay, when, when, we're, when we're holding on and we're early in our faith and we're saying, God, man, I need you to guide me and direct me. And in those early years, there's a great passion and zeal within us. And, and we're saying, yes, we're excited about this new faith. But as the years passed, our hands begin to slip down to where maybe we're, we're riding comfortably along and we're holding with one hand to where if we're not too careful that we'll begin to drift and we'll begin to find ourselves being overcome by the problems that we're facing or possibly even reverting back to an old lifestyle. But I think if we hold on to that, that the author is telling us in the new life that we've experienced is to say that we hold, hold, let us hold unswervingly. And it says, for he, what? For he who promised is faithful. To know that we hold on to our faith because the one that we believe in is the one that will carry us through. I love the passage of Scripture where it says, trust in the Lord and lean not on your own understanding. How many of you are grateful That when we release our life to God, to know that He will He will enable us to continue to move forward and that we'll be able to look beyond the problems that are in front of us. We'll be able to look beyond uh, the problems that we're facing. We'll look beyond the successes that we may experience and, and, and tend to believe that it's all because of our efforts, but because of God that's within us, now that He's abiding within us, that we can look beyond those challenges and difficulties and we can keep our eye upon Jesus Christ, amen? Amen. And the author continues on to say, what? And let us, what? Consider to spur one another, right? On toward what? Love and good deeds. Let us consider how we can spur one another on toward love and good deeds. What that tells me when we look at that passage of Scripture is that we simply have to get down in the trenches. There'll be moments within our faith that a sister in Christ, that a brother in Christ will need us in their their hour of need. And when we come into this house of worship on Wednesday night, that there's a sister in Christ that needs us. There's a brother in Christ that longs for someone to be able to spur them on toward love and good deeds. And the author is saying, listen, guys, man, I know it's a new way. But man, let's come together. Let's have some creative minds and begin to think of creative ways, effective ways that we can continue to move this new way of life forward. And I don't know about you, but I'm grateful that they grinded it out to know that some 2,000 years later, here we are on a Wednesday night freely worshiping the God that gives us life. And we have it more abundantly and it's because of what his son did on the cross for us. And the writer continues on and he says, "And, and let us, let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us what? Encourage one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching, that we not give up. I got to tell you that that the founder of Chick-fil-A in 1946 made a commitment with his company To say that the reason why we'll be closed on Sundays is so that we have a day to rest and that all of my employees will also have an opportunity to find a place of worship. How many of you are grateful for a strong man of God? To stand, even in today's culture, on their website today. You can say, we still hold value. We still hold to that commitment of being closed on Sundays. I'll tell you now, there's been some Sundays that I wish they were open. I don't know about you, but man, fried chicken, a fried chicken sandwich on Sunday. But man, when I ride by there, I smile. Because that's a signal to our community and it's known within our country and nation that there are men that, and women that still honor God. Amen? Amen? And let us not give up meeting. Tuesday morning, I was able to walk in. I had, I had just finished up with a small group meeting at 6.30. And I'm walking in, and there's a group of men that are exiting that had come here early in, in the morning on Tuesday as well. That comes, They come together, and they say, we're not going to, to give up meaning, but yet we're going to come together in this group on Tuesday and, and spur one another that we're going to hold unswervingly to see the men of our church be strong. We're getting ready to launch into another small group semester. And what an opportunity for us to come together and say, we will not forsake the assembling of the body, but we'll come together to where we can grow in our faith, to where we open the doors on Sunday morning and say, we're we're coming together. Why? Because we're going to worship and exalt our God, the one that gave us his son, the one that made the, the ultimate sacrifice, there's something about that that spurs me on to say that in my faith, I'm not going to give up. I'm never going to give up. That's one thing that we can hold on tonight and walk out of this campus, leave this campus tonight and say, I'm going, I'm going to make a commitment to never give up, that I'm going to hold and that I'm going to look for an opportunity to spur. Can you imagine what we would do over, what our church would look like over the next uh, the next three to four days before we come back here on Sunday or or next Wednesday, that if we said, man, I'm just going to take time out of my day and simply begin to write in my, my journals. God, I am so grateful. I, I, I don't have enough words to be able to express to you how grateful I am for what your son did on my cross. God, I, I'm going to express my gratitude by by being a part of a small group I'm going to express my gratitude by being a part of that Sunday school class because it's important that I'm there because there may come that day that that I need a brother or sister to get down in the the trench with me and to encourage me to say man it's it's not over you still have hope and our hope rests in Jesus Christ amen I'm going to ask the worship team to come back tonight and everyone in the house to stand with me as we close the service on this Wednesday night. And I don't know where you're at in your faith. I I, I believe that there's probably someone even in the house tonight that has yet to, to acknowledge Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. But tonight... That gift that was given, that blood that was shed, is for you. Through a simple prayer to where you say, God, forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart. Cleanse me tonight. I want you to be the ruler in my life. You may be on the other end and say, man, Tim, I'm walking. I'm living my faith out. But I got to tell you, man, I've kind of gotten to a point to where I'm just casually holding on. And I see myself drift occasionally to the right. Maybe I'm drifting to the left and then I try to correct. But I want to be stronger than that. And I simply need to come to the altar and have a brother or sister in Christ to speak some encouragement into my life. And that's the good thing. That's, I, I'm thankful that we still have, have altar calls that are given in our church. That we just don't close the message and say thank you for being here. Have a great week. But now's the time. Tim has delivered his message. And the Holy Spirit is moving through this room. And he's speaking to you. He's saying, don't give up. My son. He gave his life for you. So with every head bowed and every eye closed. I'm going to say a prayer. Pastor Randy will repeat after me. Our Father in heaven, thank you, for your son.
3: thank
0: you for your Son.
2: I pray that you would forgive me of my sins.
0: That you me of my sins. Make, make me, me a, new new in you.
2: Make a new creature in you. Let me serve you from this point forward with great passion and great energy. Thank you for doing a work in my life. Thank you for doing a work in my life. And if you've prayed that prayer, you have been redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ. If your prayer is tonight, Pastor Randy's going to lead us in a song. We're going to sing one song. But if you're in that in that position in life to where you're kind of coasting along, you may be possibly say man Tim, I've got I've got a grip on the steering wheel. But man, there is a challenge, man, that has my attention. I need someone to spur me forward, to get my eyes off that problem, to get my eyes off that challenge, and let my focus be completely on the one that can change my life, the one that can change my circumstance. So if that's you, begin to move to the altar tonight. And we'll come back in just a few moments to have another prayer.
0: When I think about the Lord, how we save me, how we raise me, how we fill me with the Holy Ghost, how we he heal me to the uttermost when I think about the Lord how he picked me up and turned me around how he placed my feet on solid ground it makes me wanna it makes me wanna shout hallelujah thank you Jesus Lord you're worthy of all the glory and all of the honor and all of the praise it makes me, me want to shout. Hallelujah. hallelujah, Thank you, Jesus. Lord, you're worthy of all. How He saved me, how He raised me, how He filled me with the Holy Ghost, how He healed me to the uttermost. When I think about the Lord, how He picked me up it turned me around, how He placed my feet on solid ground. i to lift it tonight. It makes me wanna shout Jesus, Lord, you're worthy of all of the glory
1: and all of the honor
0: and all of the praise. We'll sing it one more time tonight. It makes me want to shout hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, you're worthy of all of the glory and all of the
3: honor
0: and all of the
2: praise. How many of you believe that he's worthy of all the glory and all of the honor and all of the praise come on if we're going to clap let's clap i believe that he is worthy of all of the honor and the glory and the praise thank you lord for the gift that you've given to us i pray father that by the power of the holy spirit that we would leave this room god with an attitude that we're not going to give up but we're going to continue to move forward i pray god that we would look for that brother or sister in christ Lord, to be an encouragement in their life. I pray, Father, that by the power of the Holy Spirit that we would look for that brother or sister in Christ and to spur them forward. God, to let them know that their future is bright. Thank you, Lord, for the promise that we have that as followers of Christ... God, that until the day comes, Father, until your return comes, Lord, I pray, Father, that we would fight within us to worship you, to exalt you, to glorify you. Be with us now as we depart from this place. Give us blessing and protection over the entire house, Lord. We ask this in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen, amen. God bless you. Have a great week. We'll see you on Sunday. Be ready to rejoice. With gladness.
0: It makes me want to shout. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, you're worthy. With all the glory and all of the eyes. the honor and call...